This week, a revisit to a previous podcast in which Mark gives us something to think about with some common practices that often occur. Mark, I've got a couple of really interesting questions here. I think they're going to tap into some of your philosophy. So the first one is from Marina. She has a two and a half year old Andalusian who's very responsive to feel he's coming along nicely, but he bangs at the store door and he bores at the floor, pours at the door. Sorry, he pours at the floor when he's eager and impatient. She is boarding in a Western barn and they say that they tie all of their young horses to a patient's pole or in in his case, they will tie him in the stall. What are your thoughts on tying and on teaching patience? See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, a saying that really, you know, I really liked years ago when I was, you know, taking on a lot of horses, you know, I think I was probably in my mid late twenties, I suppose. And, and a, a, a horse dentist used to come out and he's saying, and this is probably a saying of horsemanship that's been going around, but that back then it was the first time I'd heard it. And, and, and basically it's just the moral of um, good, good horsemanship and good education is, um, and the saying is the best way to teach a horse to tie up is don't tie it up. Um, now, Obviously, you know, you're more talking about the patience in a horse and um, opposed to teaching it to tie up. But some people use the patience pole when a horse doesn't tie up very well, which, is, which can cause, a, you know, it's, it can be a, a very bad thing. Now, now think of a lead rope. A lead rope is a boundary, isn't it? Like, like technically a boundary for that horse. And I don't know if you've ever heard of weaving and things like that. Um, which are created from horses in stalls. Um, so basically weaving is a horse that can't be where it wants to be in its mind and it's stuck somewhere else in its body until it sort of goes mad, I suppose, just like, you know, someone looking outside a, a jar window until they're looking out at everyone outside until they go mad. So basically a, a confined area, even if it's got windows, is no different than, than a lead rope in a sense, is it? Because it's basically a boundary uh, where the horse is stuck in one place and, it, and, and through comfort reasons it wants to be somewhere else. So if weaving and all these other crib biting habits so basically a lot of horses are locked up into the stall of patience because there isn't no difference between being tied to a post for a long time and being locked up in a stall for a long time because it's just a boundary that's in one area like it's you know it's 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 a it's a, it's like a confined spot you know it's one confined spot and the horse can't be somewhere else so you know some horses locked up in the stall of patients end up with really bad long-term habits like wind sucking crib by you know the crib by wind sucking weaving all that sort of stuff um ulcers and so that's long-term stalls of patience so so to me i can't see the difference between the tree of patience or the post of patience and being locked up in the stall of patience it's the same principle on that horse same emotional thing um education is what empowers horses um not going inside and having a cup of tea and hoping that horse is going to figure something else you know like it's like thinking that hobbles will train a horse but the truth of the matter is, is, if you want to go on a horse trek and use hobbles on your horse, you're going to spend a bit of time educating your horse to understand hobbles. Um, 
So basically, there's a lot of leading lessons that I would encourage people to do with horses. That's teaching a horse to follow a field, teaching it to stop with a field, teaching it to be more centered, to, to bring us thoughts with a rope and, and let go of hard thoughts. Uh, so before I even thought about tying a horse up for a little bit of time to give it some time on its own, like it's a, to me, like tying a horse up for some time as you educate a horse and then you do like graded exposure where you can expose it to being a, a little bit, uh, not isolated completely, but to start with, but just a little bit on its own tied up and then you take it away and then you do it again until, until it can, can cope with longer times tied up because the risk of tying it to a patient's pole, they become frantic and they don't find the answer. And then they just kind of shut down a little bit and just drop out. Um, uh, and then, and then that's, that's just causing another problem in itself. So, um, and, and I don't think it's fair to see a horse digging a hole in the ground for two hours, completely stressed until it finally gives up and, and goes into a state of learned helplessness. So back to the tree of patience or the pole of patience, I don't agree with it because it's not education. Um, so if you want to get your horse to be more centered, you educate it, you help it let go of, uh, so, so, you know, separation anxiety, a lot of horses are just thinking that they want to be somewhere else because it's better and safer there. So once you can get a horse to connect with you and then you can educate it, that it can connect with that rope and feel good about the rope instead of feeling bad about the rope and trap. So every time you pick up a feel, a horse's thoughts go with the feel of the rope. It lets go of any of those emotions and realize that that rope's a good idea and it's and it's comfortable with it. And then you can do little lessons where you follow a field, stand out on a long line where the horse stands with the rope quietly, and and learns to just center itself and stand quietly. And then when it can do that, then you can sort of you know maybe tie the horse up for a little bit, walk around, go somewhere else, come back, pick it up again, and the horse becomes more comfortable with itself. You're empowering it. You're slowly building more confidence with it, more confidence with the with the main tool that where we're talking about here which is the rope and um and then and then they have more coping mechanisms um so then when they do um you know then then they're less likely to go into that place of separation anxiety i need to be somewhere else or destination you know they, they, they just become destinators where they're sort of you know looking out over the horizon so i would tend to work on all that education and um, and, and to be frank, um, a lot of horses spend a lot of time locked up in a stall and um, they, they do need social, they need more social time. They need to be out and they need to do those things so they can tick off their horse bucket list, which is just being a horse. And, you know, it's very hard to sort of have all these other, you know, patients help things to um, try and make horses more subservient purely because they, they're locked up all the time and they never get to see other horses or do what they need to do to be a horse. Um, so I think as much as we can, and we've really got to try hard to sort of, you know, I can understand this basis that, you know, locking a horse up overnight in, 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 in certain times because of the weather and different things, whatever. But, but somehow we've got to really try hard to, 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 to give them horses that social interaction that's so important for them. Hey, and... Jessery asked a question about his horse. He's been told by his riding instructor that he has to lunge a horse heavily for a while and tire it out before riding, especially when they're green. Is there a way that he can do that without lunging? And what are your thoughts on lunging while we're okay. here? 
I, I have no problem with uh, lunging, but I tell you what, there's a lot of mindless lunging out there and there's a lot of horses that run around stressed on a lunge and, 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 and instead of getting closer to a connection and following a feel, they're getting further away from it, become very mechanical uh, and it doesn't gain anything except for using up some energy in the horse. Now, remember, the more, the, more, the, the more you lunge a horse, the fitter they may get. The fitter they get, the easier it is for them to run around for longer and if you're lunging them and they're staying disconnected or anxious, then you're not getting any closer to them being safer to ride. So I've seen horses that jog on the spot for three hours on a trail ride and would still bolt off when everybody canters off, you know, and they've just used up every part of their energy adrenaline. There is no amount of, um, you know, basically there is no amount of, tiring a horse that will help a horse when it's on adrenaline and 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 the thought that tiring a horse is going to make them better is a little silly because you know there's horses that have suffered from muscle atrophy through um using up everything that they've got and eating into their own muscles but still not stopping because they're so wired and fired up and frightened and full of adrenaline so um basically education is important so if you need to exercise your horse so some people come to me with i need to give my horse a certain amount of trotting each day due to um health reasons things like that it needs exercise it's, it's not as in a bigger paddock as it should it's not roaming the country as much to get that exercise so i actually so i'm, I'm with my horse you know for half an hour every every day and i need to give it a certain amount of exercise and i I'm not, you know, I can't run that many kilometres and just jog with my horse, so can I lunge it? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure, that's fine. But the way you lunge your horses, you teach them to lead really well and then they can just gently lead past you and trot out on a field. And, you know, I might walk around and I just like, I'll, um, and, and on the uh, membership, there's some videos of me. There's, a, there's one particular little buckskin horse that I'm working and she gets really angry when you, any sort of drive or drive into the loin would make her very angry. So, so I'm sort of using this technique, which starts off as a leading technique where I just push the horse's eye and jaw past me. And then I just let it flow out in front when it gets a forward thought. And every time I pick up the knot or pick up the knot that's underneath its chin and pick up that leading hand and the knot goes forward, the horse is trying to catch it and then just get in front of it. And I teach them that. So basically they get in front of it and they flow. And then after a while, you just take that knot forward and there's no resistance on the rope, just the rope goes forward a little. And the horse just gently, because and as you're stepping forward, the horse just loosens up and travels forward. And then they go a little faster. And then basically you send them out on a long line. And if you just step up a little, they'll just trot, trot to be in front of that leading handle or, or as that knot lifts up, they'll just trot forward a little. And then from there, you can teach them to maintain a trot and things like that. Get them out as far as you like. To get them out wide on a circle, if you want to avoid driving them around in circles, you just teach them to sort of send out in a straight line and put a little corner in there at the end and then, teach them how to steer first. So if you're going to trot your horse around on a lunge, you first got to spend a fair bit of time teaching them how to steer, lead on online and things like that. And then basically all you have to do is get it to go faster than that leading knot. And if you're in the middle doing a small circle, well, the horse to catch that on the outside has got to be trotting really because um, because of the, you know, the difference in size of circles and the speed it needs to stay in front of that leading, uh, that, you know, when you lift your leading hand to catch up and get in front. So... I might just walk around the 
a, you know, a big arena or paddock or something like that. And I just might get my horse to lead up and go out a little. And then I might just cut a little turn. The horse will turn back and come through and it might lead them up again. So they, so they're not just going around and around in circles going, oh, this is just like, you know, um, you know, zoning me out and I'm looking to the outside all the time, wondering when I can leave. It's sort of like an interactive thing where you might go in this direction, the horse might come through with a straight line, catch you up and then go past you. And then you just kind of do it a bit like that to get them, you know, exercised. You can just stay at a walk if, if that's it. You still get exercise yourself. You're not just standing there doing nothing, chasing your horse, but it's not like you have to be running around and it just gets them, you know, just doing these nice leading lessons, doing on both sides. And, um, but the biggest thing you're looking for is the horse still following the field, connecting to the questions you're asking and you're putting enough little transitions in there that it's beneficial, like it's beneficial in the horse, um, you know, progressing uh, with the with the steering and, um, and 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 all those sorts of things. So and and, and I think it, it kind of could look like lunging, but the horse is far more connected. The other thing in lunging, you know, you go back to being walked, walk and and, and start practicing your slow walk, fast walk, trot, slow trot, you know, things like that. And, and then it's not just just um, the same old, same old till the horse is disconnected and you've just spent half an hour with a disconnected horse on the lead, not only disconnecting to you, but completely disconnecting to the lead rope. Right. So just going back to the original question, though, if the riding instructor is wanting to tire it out before riding, how do we get around that? How would you, what would you say to the instructor? What are the alternatives to that? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the bit I missed. And that's the whole subject in itself again. but. The alternative to lunging is having a horse that's centred and connected because those horses feel good. So, you know, you should be able to get on a fresh horse. You know, how many fresh horses stand under a tree all day? And then when the owner gets them, they start to get anxious. It's not the freshness. It's the environment and, and something triggering the anxiety that's making the horse you know, so sometimes if they're fresh, they might feel like they've got more energy, but it's, you know, they're only needing that energy because they're anxious. So it's, it's not, you right. know, the whole spring feed thing. Oh, you know, oh, the horses are on spring feed. They all go mad. And it's like, well, no, they probably just had a break for a long time and mm. their mind's a bit out, 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 out over the paddock. And so basically, um, you know, you're working on, you know, the first thing you want to be doing is getting your horse and when you lead it in and it looks fresh and it looks like it needs energy, you know, that, that there's someone else saying that needs to have energy, you know, expel energy. I would just say it, um, it has to um, disconnect with whatever is causing the anxiety. So basically a lot of horses, you go and catch them and they're probably thinking back to the paddock or something like that because that was their last safe place. And so you just reset them, get them soft, and then I just teach them the things they already know and see how well they do them, like backing up, walking forward, you know, on the ground, just just getting them supple and, you know, thinking about what we're we're doing. And 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 um, and if the horse feels good around us and feels good about all the things we're asking, then um, you shouldn't have to tire it out before you ride it. Just imagine how much you could learn from Mark and his unique perception. He's been developing training that turns many of the standard horsemanship approaches on their heads for decades and to great benefit for all. Online training videos available now, marklangley.com.au.